Hello, my name is Dave Matthews and you are listening to You Started an Agency. You Started an Agency is kind of like every other advertising podcast where intelligent, innovative and articulate agency leaders give original insights into what it takes to succeed in this industry. The slight difference is that it just so happens the people I'm speaking to have no idea what the agency is I'm about to tell them that they own and they're going to be improvising all answers in real time. Everything you hear is made up, even the ad breaks. What's about to happen? I don't know. But here we go. Today, my guest is James Yates Smith. Uh, in real life, he's a creative director that I've worked with for many years at a previous agency. Um, and he has led global creative accounts in his time to the tune of Adidas, Converse, Absolute Vodka, Red Bull, HBO, Calvin Klein, Coca Cola, Johnny Walker. How is that for an intro, Jimmy? I like that. I like that. You can keep going and it's all true. So, you know, there's no hyperbole there. But I never know how people want to define themselves as an advertising person. Like, is it the brand you worked on? Is it the place you worked at? Yeah, I like that because what I'm really doing is I'm borrowing the interest of things that are bigger than me. And I've had the privilege of just being there temporarily. So, you know, I've had a small impact on brands and entities that will far outlive all of us. Anyway... James, all of this is not why I'm talking to you today. Why I'm talking to you today is because you started an agency. Obviously, you could tell me all about what the agency is because you know because you created it. But what I thought I'd do is um, read back to you what your executive assistant faxed to me just half an hour ago because Giles wanted a very specific way that I word what you do. Do you think that sounds the best? Yeah, that's good because, I mean, I was really giving her hell to get that over to you in time because, you know, we are so time poor as the professionals that we are, you know, as, as sort of the purveyors of communication and marketing in this capitalist economy. So insightful already. The the facts, I'm, re- I'm reading it now. Um, I'm, I think they emailed it now, I faxed it to myself and it's printed is, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at, a, at that as a sort of a interpretation of a few slides on TikTok um, while also just broadcasting it live on Instagram. So we're crossing all the boundaries here. I'm just starting, starting reading from the top. Your agency is called The Yes Agency. Your slogan is, saying no is hard, so we've removed it from our vocabulary. Everyone gets along. There's no hard conversations anymore. And then it's like, it's like a little um, mathematical equation. Affability greater than authenticity. Oh, um, it's just poetry reading that, but, you know, the idea of The Yes Agency, um, just from the top, like, where did you come up with the idea? Look, it all starts, I mean, you'll know, David, like the, the simplest ideas are always the hardest ones to crack. And then when you, when you hear them, you're like, damn, it was in front of me the whole time. So this started with a, an obsession with the band Yes um, that my parents uh, had sort of cultivated in me as a, as a young, young child. And it really got me into this mentality of like, you know, the, the possibilities of like opting in and not opting out, not being cynical, being almost unnecessarily, unnecessarily optimistic. So that then kind of set the base. So it was always in the back of my head, you know, sort of in my DNA, in my, in my blood. Then fast forward, 2007, a young politician by the name of Barack Hussein Obama comes out with, yes, we can. And just, you know, simple. And you just saw how people mm. responded. It doesn't matter what it was. It was taco trucks. Yes. Uh, you mm. know, let's have candy floss for breakfast. Yes. It was just, it didn't matter. This idea of saying yes was just, it was, you negate 
all responsibility. You live this consequence-free life because you just say yes and to hell with the consequences. And I wanted that to be the bedrock of my proposition to clients and brands where you're often working with you know marketeers who aren't as in touch with the creative arts and the expressions of the zeitgeist but they have a point of view and i just want to make it easy and go you want to do this with a focus group and then also make a 15 second out of like a really long narrative that is convoluted and boring anyway but it's not going to make no sense at all yes yes cool why should I try and fight for something else? It's, it's his mm. business. It's their business, not mine. So cool. I want to say yes. I want people to feel good. I want them to leave going, yes. I want to work with the yes agency. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so ingenious. I can't believe that um, I, I personally haven't heard of it before. It, like, do, do you know if it exists anywhere else in the world? Does anyone else have this ethos? No, no, this is no, no, I, dude, absolutely not. Like, I mean, I'm all about originality. I'm all about like unique thought and I'm all about like saying yes to good ideas. And this just so happened to be one of those good ideas that I came up with along the way. And I can say that I've actually patented this notion. Um, so it is really kind of protected, um, at least in the UK, continental Europe and South America. Also uh, in Papua New Guinea, because I'm expanding into that market because there's a lot of appetite for, for yes. Yeah, yeah. And when you say you, how do you patent yes? Well, you see... <laughs> Do you kind of own rights to the word now? Or? Well, that, well, that's. I mean, I wish I can. I wish I could be could own rights to the word, but unfortunately, it's it's in the public domain. I'm not like Donald Trump, who actually owns the rights to "Happy Birthday" as a song. So this is a very complicated. I don't think our listeners are really going to benefit from me going into the legalese of like how do you patent not the word yes, but the philosophy, the feeling, you know, the sort yeah. of un- intangible effect that it has on your clients and and subsequently. Uh, the sales that don't always reflect the uh, upward yes feeling that we want, but it's not so much about the sales. It's about making the clients feel heard, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I just follow this to make it feel quite practical, like if we can just role play for a second and I, I'm one of your clients, okay? Yeah, sure. Go. So, um, hey, uh, James, so this shoot is tomorrow and we're shooting in, in Kiev, uh, but we've just found some new locations that we'd actually like to consider the shoot to be um, outside of the Ukraine. Is that cool? Yes, it is cool. I'll tell you why. Any concerns that you have about this can be eliminated because we're in the East Block. And this means that laws and permitting and all locations, all that sort of stuff, it's a bit flexible. I say yes, the people say yes, we make it happen, we grease some palms and things get yes. You know what I mean? Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's so effective. Just to play devil's advocate, let's say that one of your employees comes to you and they don't really get the ethos of the company yet and they're like, hey, James, um, you said that we could change the location the night before the shoot and we actually have all the permits done there and the whole crew is actually staying in a hotel there and it's actually not something that we can just change with the day's notice. Like, How do you help that employee navigate that? Well, I mean... You know, look, I mean, just because you're a yes man doesn't mean you always have to be uh, you know, mollycoddling your employees. So I'll say to this individual, have you shot in Kiev or the Ukraine before? Have you? Let's say they, they haven't, no. Well, then, yes, we can. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
If you haven't, I have many a time. So let me worry about the yes, and you just get on with the you just get on with it. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, yes is hard. It's hard to say yes, David. It's not the easy way out. You th- no, well, exactly. so, so you, you get you get sort of indoctrinated at an early stage in in this business. Um, that we're in, where you know, it's it's uh, some agencies are creatively led, some are led by strategy, some are led by whatever yeah you know, they sort of put forward as a differentiating uh, sort of proposition. But you're, you're you're taught to like you don't say yes, don't capitulate, don't give in. Saying yes is giving in. Like you can't walk away from a meeting without there being some attrition. I go. That's 20th century thinking, man. That's like JWT Ogilvy style. This is 21st century post-COVID yesness. So I, I don't want to kind of take us on a more like negative angle because this is so positive, but um, does it ever not work being the S agency? Do you have any clients that, that don't like it? Is that even possible? Well, I'll tell you a little anecdote. So Two Unlimited, you know, the, the famed Dutch techno band from the 90s. Now, they came to the Yes Agency wanting to do a new rendition of No Limits, right? Mm. So, of course, inherent in that is the contradiction, like, no, 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 no. So I was like, guys, I don't like the idea of saying no, no to limits. It's negative. So we really sat down, we workshopped it. I rewrote the lyrics for them. They were in love with it. Um, the track did not do as well as we wanted it to do. Uh, Sadly, but you know, it doesn't. Like I said, it's not so much about the outcome; it's about the feeling of the clients and, and the agency in the room and, mm. and the yes feeling. So, too unlimited was perhaps like more limited than they thought. So, what did you change the lyrics to? Well, it was. Like, I, I'd actually say that I don't mean to, you know, push up against what you're saying, but no limits is actually quite positive. See, I think just anything that has. I have a very, I have a very um, sort of, let's say, paradigm around this. A very clear kind of, I think, uh, point of view that any word that is inherently not a like a major key, like a major chord in music, for instance, anything that is not overtly positive, yes, happy, optimistic, mm. tomorrow, uh, barbecue, uh, seventy-two degrees. Yeah, you know, grass, sangria. These are all yes things. You know what I'm saying? These are all yes things. Mm. And even if you're trying to take a negative word and you're trying to sell me on, yeah, but what we're saying is like limits are kind of a no word. So if we say no in front mm. of that, it's almost like a double negative that turns it into a positive. I just don't buy that. You know, I don't buy that. Okay, that, that's an interesting anecdote about that client. What? T- tell me what clients do you have and who's it working really well with? So I find I do a lot of good work with NGOs. And surprisingly, you know, they actually have, you know, they misspend their money all the time. So they actually have a lot of money that they can put towards marketing efforts instead of that money going towards the actual cause that they're sort of set up to serve. Yeah, I I actually saw on your website you'd done a a bit of a PR drive for the NRA, the the National Rifle Association of America. I I think they get a bad rap. Is that right? What What did you do for them? So the thing is this, like... You know, the original idea around bearing arms, you know, always confused me because I thought the right to bear arms, like, uh, so I can have actually like physical grizzly bear arms. This always confused me as a child, but it made me laugh. It made me chuckle. So for me, like the right, as a, a right, sort of the right to, you know, be, have freedom of speech, the right to exist, the right to drink water, the right to smoke cigarettes, the right to bear arms. I was like, cool, that makes sense to me. So it already, like weapons, ammunition, 
uh, guns and these sort of the axis of evil, um, as some put it, already had like a positive charge for me. So for me, working on the NRA, I was like, this is a yes feeling. We can make it feel we can make it feel optimistic and positive that you know guns don't kill people, David. People kill people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So did you just for, make that up? That's that's really profound. I mean, it just comes out of me, bro. Like, I just, it yeah. comes out, I don't know how, I'm very privileged to be able to just have the gift of the gab where these words find their way out of my mouth. Um, but I think that's the spirit of yes. You know, once you live that ideology, um, good things happen. Yeah, nice. I, w- I want us to get to what your, like, favorite campaign is um, that you've created so far. And I'd actually love if, if you if you would be happy to either play that or, or reenact that it was the um save the wild owls campaign in lower oregon um because there's a real uh, issue there with um you know the homeless uh because there's a lot of homelessness in in, in portland and oregon well especially especially in portland wow i didn't know any of this oh dude this is you you, you thought i was going to say something else but they kept them as, yeah. as as sort of companions you know uh, it's actually quite heartwarming so what i wanted to do with that campaign was make this idea of oh you know homeless people that's a no thing uh they're catching endangered animals that's a very no thing uh, and go these are people, yes, they live in tents on the side of the road, but they are loving and caring towards these very rare and very endangered uh, uh, spotted owls. So I, you see, I mean, it, I'm going quite deep because you can see I'm quite passionate about like wildlife and also the homeless. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what really spoke to me. you know. Well, yeah, I completely agree. I've actually, I've, I've had um, Giles just send over the, the final track you had from the uh, 30 second TV spot. So, so David, let me just tee this up. Because the real uh, genius here from the Yes Agency was, um, and you know, I, I feel uh, not arrogant saying that because it's just, I, I do feel it's genius, was when this wildlife homeless crossover campaign from, from Oregon became uh, something that we were going to do, uh, Ray and Anita from Two Unlimited, it was sort of at the same time when we were chatting to them about like how they could like take their track and kind of recontextualize it. And I said, well, you know, a yes thing is to just bring those two worlds together. You know, you don't just go from no to yes. That's too obvious. You know, mm. you kind of like try and you find, you know, you have to kind of trick people a little bit. Like we have to kind of, not trick, that sounds devious. That's a no word. I mean, more like you have to invite people into the feeling. Take them on the journey, yeah. That's it. So you see what well, we just basically took that banger from the 90s and recontextualize it for a wildlife and humanitarian uh, sort of cause. Yeah, brilliant. So because of rights issues, I can't play oh. the, the song, but how about I sing it and you VO the, the ad, okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, go Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. And stop. Resonance, a lot of white noise space. Welcome to Lower Oregon. We are meeting Philip. And Philip is a young man who has a heart in his life, but has found solace in his friendship with a wild animal. Philip looks a little bit that weather beaten. Uh, he is not in the best shape of his life, but yes, is his mentality. The camera follows him into a very old uh, army tent, surplus tent from you know the Vietnam era, and uh, inside this tent, um, it's just a, it's I mean it's a it's a shambles in there. But he's got four 
uh, of these owls. And it's mesmerizing, this, this eye contact, they commu they're communicating on this interspecies level. Even, even, those, even those making tea over like a wood fire in a dirty cup, and the owls are clearly very underfed and undernourished, um, you sort of almost, it doesn't matter because they're connecting on this sort of interspecies level. And they would just bring up a line that says, humans and owls can peacefully coexist. Oregon. So you see it's like it really kind of lands a, a very positive uh, sort of visit Oregon message, you know? Okay, so it's a visit Oregon. I was going to say because it's actually been playing primarily in uh, South Africa and I was wondering why that was the media buy. Yeah, so sorry, I should have teed that up beforehand. I just sort of assumed that our audience is familiar with, with, this, with the piece because, you know, it's done so well. But I think, yeah, so it was obviously a tourism campaign for Oregon and taking things like our wildlife is dying, negative, and we have a homeless scourge of people that we can't get out of our state because we're very liberal and everyone's coming here from other homeless states, negative, you know, um, and just like remix that, you know, turn that into a good thing. Oh, so, yeah, so clever. It's just I've, I've never seen a tourism campaign done where you don't show any of the, you know, tropes of a positive of a place. You'd normally have the beautiful hills of Oregon, the culinary experiences, the hipsters on their bikes, but you've just opted for none of that and gone for um, owls and homeless people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And I, I, can't, I don't want to get too sort of academic and, and sort of like lofty here, but this is where perhaps some of our listeners may, may think, as we began, yes was a very superficial and very insubstantial ideology, um, sort of a sort of an inch deep and a mile wide. I would say, and this is what I'm trying to sort of get to, is yes is not the images of like rolling hills or the images of cows grazing or the images of a farmer mending a broken fence on a Sunday morning. These things, yes, can live inside us. You know what I mean? It's, it's a feeling inside us. It's like summer is a state of mind. Yes is a visceral feeling that sits in your gut that is also slightly uncomfortable because it might feel like your belly might run, but it's a, it's a feeling that you get used to and that you start to like. Oh, wow. So clever. I'm just going to cut to an ad break and then we're going to come back, do an analysis of a great ad from history and wrap. That all good? Yeah, sure. Are you finding your paper is too rectangular? We bring you circle scissors. You can only cut circles. Circle scissors. For the polka dot lover in you. As seen on TV. Chips. Lots of chips. Introducing Chips Lot. The tastiest cheesy nacho avocado spread that you can imagine. On your chips. And they are chips on your chips. Spread those chips, spread those chips. chips. Every time we spread the chips. We love chips. Chips. Chips, chips. Nice one. Thank, thank, thanks for waiting for that ad break. You, you, you like those ones? I was not so convinced on these ones. I feel like the partners here, you chose them for, I can see why you chose them. I feel like in their attempt to sort of appease the nature of, of this particular episode, they went so far into the saccharine yesness that it felt to me like it was insincere. Okay. No, I mean, that's, that's helpful feedback. And they'll listen to this. They'll probably wrap themselves over the knuckles and go, we had an opportunity. Um, I doubt they'll get that many sales um, based on your, like, I, th I think 
your assessment of their advertising is probably what people are taking more than the advertising itself. So it's a it's a missed opportunity for, for them. I think so. I mean, they've already paid. Let's just be clear that they're not getting a refund. I mean, they have paid. What I actually, just to build on that, what I actually um, uh, sort of produced for a client I can't mention now because it's still all under embargo, but you'll see it soon enough, where we made the ad based on, of course, the yes philosophy and, and taking on the client's comments and suggestions uh, wholesale and implementing that and sort of rolling with that. In the offline, um, you know, we already felt that it was going to need a little more. There wasn't enough yes there. So what we ended up doing is I wrote subtitles that, that sort of add that extra layer uh, on top of the imagery, on top of the storyline, almost like you're seeing the story, a voiceover is telling you the story, and then on top of that, I have, a, I have yellow uh, uh, subtitles in a sans serif wow. that, are, that also just like reinforce what you're being told and what you're seeing and now what you're also reading. So the yes, so the yes just basically like completely dominates your, your, your senses. Yeah, it's like you've um, you've you've you triangulated it with you know VO image and a, a separate subtitles that you know some other less brave agencies would probably see as confusing. Let's let's leave the uh, discussion of the yes agency at that. And what I'd love to finish on is just um, and I just want us to to go through this iconic campaign, yeah. uh, which I think we all know, which is uh, Mike's Golf Store, and just play that to the listeners and just break down how it achieves what it achieves just to help people understand there who are maybe new to advertising and don't understand how these things operate right on right on how about we both play the first 10 seconds and then we'll discuss right and then we can sort of stop and, and analyze okay great howdy y'all this year's mike down at mike's golf shop where we buy golf just so much to unpack. I think the mise en scene is a word that you said earlier, and it just, the way that, I think the camera pans up at the start, there's an immediate establishment of who he is and what he does. Now, the, the, the casting here is obviously, you know, very deliberate. Now, one could take a, a take, well, my initial take would be they've chosen a very stereotypical character as a sort of a gag. But you would be, I think we should dispossess ourselves of that notion because uh, what he does is, because his face is just so round and so meaty, it immediately, like, you ignore him and you start reading the more interesting cues in the back and you realize that golf and music gear are actually very closely related. And, and this is, and this, no, but this is, I mean, this is why this ad has done so well because it hits you with that contradiction. So suddenly he's going on in the front and that's cool. Uh, but you're starting to think like golf clubs, music gear, um, and the acquisition of that for, for, for cash, sort of like a pawn shop is mm. okay. This is provocative. Mm. This is interesting. This is very kind yeah. of optimistic. Yeah. Okay. Let's go through the next 10 seconds. It's interesting. The big sign that says we buy music gear. I think he mentions that shortly, but let's, let's see. I believe he does, but let's continue. That's right. We buy golf clubs. Mike's golf shop. Come on over here. We buy golf clubs over Mike's golf shop. Yeah, I mean, not a huge mention of the music gear yet. I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think he's sort of building up to that. It's the it's the strength of repetition, right? You, you know that he buys golf clubs. Like, I, 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 in no way am I unclear about that. Well, I mean, this is to my previous point around, you know, the trifecta of voiceover, 
copy mm. um, and and sort of in addition to that then also just like the subtitling which I, I think you know there was a debate at the end in the sort of final online whether it was really going to play well because there was really a lot of text in the background so I believe uh, having spoken to the team who created this the uh, consideration was then to not distract from the signage in the background so that's why they left that layer off but you can see this repetition is is very much like it's memory structures, you know. It's 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 uh, it's the idea of just like uh, sort of brainwashing, really. Yeah, there's there's greater there's greater forces at play here, and I think everyone's you know aware of that. Let's let's now go through the rest of the full ad, and then just just cap it off at the end. Fantastic. Okay, let's go. Come on down here. We buy golf clubs. That's right. We buy golf clubs. 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 Well, I think you can probably fill in more of this knowing the team who worked on this, but was there ever a kind of discussion of whether they soften the sounds of the cars going by or was that actually added in post for some extra emphasis? No, you know how um, it's, it's sort of the, the, the beauty of like sound design and sonic branding, which is obviously like a, a very avant-garde um, and sort of you know uh, exciting area. So let me let me let me answer the question by telling you this: When you hear uh, the money coming out of an ATM, when you're drawing money out of a cash machine, which is becoming more and more irrelevant, but let's say you know we still do it. You draw hundred euros, whatever it is, and when the money comes out, it goes you know like you hear that kind of mm. so as if the, the the machine is like counting and spitting out the the the, uh, the notes one by one. That is an artificial sound because the machine doesn't do that mechanically. It's not a, it's not a sound that is actually inherent to the me- mechanism. It's been added in oh, wow. to create a sensation of uh, suspense, you know, um, and excitement. Mm-hmm. Your money's coming. Here it is. Now, similarly, as an analogy to uh, Mike's golf shop, you know, we, it was shot apparently on a pretty quiet Sunday morning. Most people were at church. So the traffic and the noise and the hooting and the just kind of like this uh, unpleasantness is actually turns into a pleasant feeling because it feels very real. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I did feel like I was there. So I mean, yeah, another uh, great analysis. So thank you for doing that for such an iconic campaign. That's sure. So I'd like to just finish off our chat. Just you know, obviously the people who are listening to this, I get a lot of mail from entrepreneurs, people looking to start their own agency, yes. people who are in the advertising industry and they really want to like level up their knowledge so they're dying to hear the words of people like you who have done it so successfully so to yeah finish off with the lessons that you've learned along the way you know there's a lot of talk out there of you know the grit you have to go through the long nights the how you don't make money for your first few years how you know you need to have this push and pull of how much do I pay my employees versus getting them to work overtime and where, where have you kind of landed with the, the key I guess three outtakes of starting the yes agency yeah okay so let me let me say this I think what you described there is a very stoic Calvinistic self-flagellating progress is a result of pain negative no mentality that was sort of you know turn of the century and the talking 19th century you know like most work was just done to uh, fulfill some sort of utility. In the 50s, 1950s, this notion of like people buying products, not because they need them, but because they want them, suddenly shifted everything into a space where you don't just have to sort of work and 
and go to bed and eat and then die. You can actually experience all these positive things along the way. I want the dopamine rush from mm. some retail therapy. I want to go and buy three Samsung televisions and then drop one off the back of the car and go, whatever, it's cool. They were cheap anyway. They were cheap anyway and somebody else is picking up the bill. So, so, so that sort of uh, negative kind of long nights, I, I just don't buy that. So, you know, I work, I work short hours um, and my, my employees also work short hours. We have standing meetings. Sometimes we have running meetings just to keep it really short so we can get through the topics and the agenda with the least amount of yeses as possible. And so much so mm. that, uh, you know, I embody this, this idea to the point where my initials, my monogram, James Yates Smith, is JYS, which is basically yes. Mm, yeah, I never thought of that. Well, now you see where, where all these, it's layered. It's a layered thing. So the advice I would give to you know, young startups and you know, creatives or, or business-minded entrepreneurs in this uh, industry is you don't need an idea to start. Wow. You don't need to differentiate yourself to start. It's like, you know, the aphorism, you don't need the perfect altar before you start praying. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you don't need to um, have even a background in marketing. Uh, you know, everything is so accessible and democratic. Open the Instagram account. Boom. Yes, you're online. You're live. Start sealing the deals. Always be closing. Always find people who just want to be heard. You know, people want to be, well, you find people who just want to hear their own voice. You know, kind of like me, kind of like what I'm doing right now. I'm just talking a lot because I, I like the sound of what I'm saying and I like the ideas that I am verbalizing. So you want to find people like that and you can just let them talk and then they just pay you for it. The more they talk, the more they pay you. Wow, it's just so, so much of an honor to see the process that you go through to get to yes ideas so quickly. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I do it, man. I'm just, I guess I'm just lucky, man. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, thanks so much, David. Thanks, guys, for listening. A massive thanks to James Yates Smith. What a force, what a legend, what an ideology to live by. Yes. Now it's over to you. Should you give me a five-star review? Yes. Should you follow at You Started an Agency on Instagram? Yes. Should you send me an email at dave at david-matthews.com? Yes. Have I ever done any of the above three things to any podcast I listen to? Um, no, but you should. Till next time.